This week on Erotic Awakening, polyamory imbalance, master is slave, and weird thoughts while touching yourself. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As well, well as simply, simply fun kink. You'll find shows on all these topics and all <laughs> things Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. <laughs> we enjoy creating and recording these podcasts, and we hope you enjoy listening to them. We, When you become our patron, it gives us a chance to apply more energy towards creating. For as little as a dollar a month, you can not only support the podcast, but get access to special content. Head over to patreon.com slash eroticawakening and take a look at options. And regardless, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult <laughs> topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right the fuck now. That was awesome. Oh, thank you. Hi, Dan. Hi, Don. <laughs> Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about situations where there's an imbalance in polyamory. And I also had a fantastic conversation with Pollyanna and Primal Slash about their journey of being master and slave and having it flip to being slave and master. Wow. We, I only know of one couple that's done that. So, hmm, that was a long time ago. And, well, here, now you'll know another one. Now I'll know another one. Awesome. But before we get into that, we have other stuff to talk about. For example, hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. How are you this fine day? I'm actually pretty good. We got some time out on the motorcycle. We did. Whoop, whoop. We did. Uh, <laughs> we got up first thing this morning, took the motorcycle ride out to get breakfast, found some really nice roads that we haven't been on mm-hmm. before. Very calm, very flat, uh, and just a lot of neat, interesting uh, scenery. Not flat. There was a couple of them that I got a woohoo <laughs> yeah, as yeah. I went up and over the hill. Yeah. And a couple of squirvy <laughs> swerves and the occasional. And eventually we made it out to some island. We did. Um, did you know there's an island in, like, central Ohio? No. Well, right in the middle of there of the Buckeye Lake. Yeah. So that was Really neat. neat. Really neat. So, Don, today on the podcast, uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is a question of the day. This comes from, um, why would you say that Bassano, name? I would say Bassanos. Bassanos it is. And tell mm-hmm. me about this question. Okay. So I'm going to read it and try not to let it be too dry. So he says, or they say, I don't know if it's... Good point. Anyway, my power exchange partner and I have been together for a year now, and we both started out firm in our choice to be poly and have discussed and put it in writing our needs in poly relationships. One of those items made it very clear that she would be able to pursue other dominants if she chose to, just as I could pursue other submissives. Okay. When the depth of our power exchange increasing over time, she no longer feels that she could seek out another dominant and have the same depth of connection that while she is technically able to date another dominant, there is a de facto imbalance in who we can choose to date because of this. I think I read that right. Is this something we just have to accept, or is there another way to look at things? Well... So I think that what they are saying is that they started the relationship thinking this and time goes by and she no longer feels that she can seek out another dominant. Right. But he, or Bassanos, Bassanos, um, is still seeking out other submissives. So although she can technically date another dominant... She, she chooses not to. to, or she doesn't want to. Yeah. No, I get this totally. We've been through this. Have we? Absolutely. You have submissives all the time. You have no problem with bringing in other submissives, even though you already have a slave. Mm-hmm. Right? I, on the other hand, have a master. So for me to date another dominant or another master is actually very hard and very challenging for me. So, um, though I would say, if I really think about it, 
I would say that it would be hard for me to date someone else that wants to be a master, right? Because you would still be master of masters, or so I'm assuming. Sure, sure. Right? So there's still a hierarchical there. So for me, I've been able to get uh, totally vulnerable with you, right? I have this really strong, deep connection with you. And maybe they think they have to have that deep, strong connection with another poly partner. You know what I mean? I think they're they're comparing poly mm. partners. So like, mm-hmm. so like, I don't think I can date another master. Okay. Not if my expectation is to have the same sort of relationship as I have with you. Okay. So if I can flip that, exp- well, not even flip shift that expectation to where, yes, I could date another master, but it's not going to be the same as I have with you. Mm-hmm. So am I making any sense whatsoever? No, absolutely. I mean, the way that I look at this is to step back to say, all right, step one, are we polyamorous? Yes. yes. Step two, are we allowed to date other people? Yes. yes. Are there any limitations on the people that we can date? And in this case, no, right? They, she can seek out dominance. He could seek out submissives. Right. And that's about as far as we have to travel. Mm-hmm. At this point, if she chooses not to seek out other t- dominance because of whatever reason, or he chooses not to seek out other submissives, or he che- seeks only submissives or maybe he goes crazy and seeks out a peer relationship going totally off the spectrum altogether maybe he decides to go find himself a dominant Mm. all these situations i don't believe that imbalance is the term i would use here right the the foundation is you're allowed to date and seek out the kind of relationships that will help you feel and express your authentic self or that you find to be fun or experimental or you just wanna. And I, as your partner, I'm gonna support you seeking out those relationships. And you and I, like you said, we have what we have perceived as an imbalance, if not the type of relationship, just from pure volume. I think that you would agree that I have probably created far more, not just dated more people, but had more intimate relationships and loving relationships since we've been polyamory than you have. True. Well. I'm pickier. (laughs) Absolutely true. (laughs) If a podcast listener wrote in and said, Dan, you're so interesting, I'd be in. I'd say, Donna, I have a new relationship. Here's something for the girl report. Um, Who is the guy I was interested in lately? Oh, really? I can't re- did is that anyway, let's not get off track. <laughs> it just occurred I'm to me. That down so I can remember to ask you. I really? thinking, no, I had a submissive male that I was gonna put a that I was thinking, well you'd make a good submissive for me. Is that the one that's already collared though? No, 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 no. Okay. I, I totally know who you're talking about and uh, anyway. So is there a imbalance? Perhaps in that one terminology, you could say there's an imbalance, but that's just the way things are. Things don't have to be equal. They just have to be fair. Mm-hmm. Right? So you, I give you all the opportunities and rights that you give me. Right. Hunt up all the relationships you want to. Now, whether you happen to be able to find all those relationships and make all the hookups that I can make, 
that's you know we we have a different volume level but that's not and although i suppose it is unequal from a perspective of one for one it is still fair right there's nothing wrong with doing it the way it is just the way that things work out my job my duty here to you as my partner is to support whatever it is that you're getting into and you do the same for me so that's my answer to that and i'm, I'm just sitting here waiting because i'm like i still think it's imbalanced <laughs> you have all these submissives so you're not going to think it's imbalanced mm -hmm. you know and i i still and if i talk to other submissives and i have i've talked to other submissive poly people and for them it's hard as well and it's not that it's unbalanced in a uh it hasn't been created to be unbalanced mm -hmm. right it is still emotion oh gosh see i don't even know how to explain it i thought i had words just a second ago but as a submissive yes we want a lot of partners but it just feels weird to look for other partners that we're as vulnerable with as we are with our masters. Okay. Okay. So it limits us. Just the dynamic limits us. It shouldn't, mm. but it does. So for me, I'm kind of like emotionally limited with dating other people because I like power exchange mm -hmm. i don't want to date vanilla yes there is vanilla out there i've got all kinds of options in that realm not my heart song right so because power exchange is my heart song and i already have this deep connection with you that limits me on who else i can date right shouldn't but does i i get what you're saying right but it's a choice right uh, yes and no, because power exchange is a need. So if I'm pulling another dominance and power exchange, mm -hmm. now things have gotten confusing for me. So whereas you, as a dominant, you pull vulnerability from other people. You don't have to give so much vulnerability. I mean, you do because of who you are, but you don't have to. So... You can have multiple people being vulnerable to you, right? Mm -hmm. That's part of the power exchange. I can't do that with multiple people. Okay. So, I, I, I'm hearing so, what you're yeah. saying. So it's the dynamic uh, that kind of limits it a little bit. So, and like I said, nothing we've done on purpose. You've never told me that I can't go date another dog right. or something like that. It's that emotional, emotional thing. You know, you've got so much of me. <laughs> it's hard to give that much to someone else so that there can be power exchange. Hmm. So, so like Dart. Dart's a happy medium. Okay. Okay. So he is not a dominant or master, doesn't want to be. He could be and has been, doesn't want to be, right? So I don't have to be that vulnerable to him to make that happen, mm -hmm. but he's still dominant in other ways. So I get some sort of something out of that. It's not completely pure. So it just isn't. Because <laughs> of who I am. <laughs> yeah, and I get what you're saying, and I hear what you're saying. 
there seems to be, but is there a perception then that something is lacking from your, you know, because sometimes you, because I don't have as many experiences. Yeah, but if I only chose to date um, women that were born in Puerto Rico, <laughs> right? Okay. Then I could say, well, it's not fair that you get to date everybody you want to when my pool of dating people here in Ohio is so relatively small. I don't think I'm saying it's not fair. Mm-hmm. I think I'm mm-hmm. saying that there is still an imbalance. Okay. Well, then I would say that there's that imbalance. Then I would say, okay, well, there's an imbalance of the number of people that we can date. That's, And I would say yes. And you would further say, perhaps, you should try dating people that were not born in Puerto Rico. I could say that, but then am I asking you not to be true to you? This is very complex. I it thought this is complex. very simple. No. Mm. <laughs> no, you threw me into it, and I'm, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that feels that there is a little imbalance there. So okay, but that right. doesn't mean right. But that doesn't mean good or bad. There can still be an imbalance. Does that mean there's a fix to it? Maybe not. Right. So do you just accept that there is an imbalance? I think part of it is accepting it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you accept it, that doesn't mean you have to fix it. There might not be anything to fix. I don't want to give up what I have with you so that I can have more surface relationships. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? So I've had to learn how to balance that in my head, right? I do get to where it's like, well, I don't get to date as many people because I've got a little, a little, uh, I was getting ready to say more requirements, but that's not it. I've got something specific that Mm -hmm. I'm kind of looking for, right? So I don't get to date as many people. I don't take as many opportunities that I probably should. I don't know should's the right word. Or that I could. Right. So, but I've learned how to balance that in my head because of what I have with you. Right. And what I, you know. Okay, no, that that makes sense to me, right? With Dart, so yeah, so... You know, I've got two really good relationships. You know, the the girlfriend is getting ready to move, so you know we didn't get too deep, but um, yeah. So I don't know. So yeah, there's a slight imbalance. And but, but you know, how for, you deal with it. For me, I'm not particularly worried about the relationship situation for the person that wrote in this question of the day, mm-hmm. because by the very fact that. Um, Basanos is bringing up the question means that they are thoughtful mm-hmm. and aware and paying attention to it. I don't obviously you and I do not have a, a single here's the answer put a period on the Mm-mm. end. But continue to communicate and be authentic to yourself and be careful to not fall into the trap of well I've got two relationships and my partner has two relationships. So I'm not allowed to have any more relationships because I don't want things to get out of out of. Oh, balance, yeah, don't do that. So right? be authentically who you are and allow your partner to be authentically who they are and recognize there's a difference. For, and again, I'm gonna, sorry, I got to go back to there's a difference between being equal and being fair. Mm-hmm. Worry, you know, bring your make sure that you do your best what you can to keep things fair and the rest will work itself out. I think so. And and I think, you know, just help each other. I mean, if you can just recognize 
like I said, it's very important for me, for you, Dan, to recognize that I feel that there is a slight imbalance. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it doesn't mean it has to be fixed. I'm not looking for a fix. But if you just recognize that at least I perceive that there's an imbalance. So sometimes the partners just need to go, ooh, so maybe, you know, maybe there is a a slight imbalance there. Mm -hmm. Is there something to be done? Or are we just going to sit here and feel like it's not fair? Right? Right. So, you know, so, so take a look at that. But... Uh, it, yeah, it'll work itself out. If you have any feedback on this particular question, maybe some way you've handled it, mm. or a question of the day that you'd like us to not get to an answer to, you can get a hold <laughs> of us via the contact form on the webpage, eroticawakening.com. There you'll find other ways to contact us, ways to say thank you, where we'll be presenting past podcast episodes and link to the newsletters and other stuff. You can also follow us on FetLife. Find us as the owners of the FET Group Erotic Awakening. So, Don, um, we have our uh, 50 dirty questions, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to lay one on you right now. Okay. We are uh, going (laughs) so far. The 50 dirty questions have been very good. Uh, I have not been outed at work for my not answering about which boss I would want to fuck and how I'd want to fuck my boss. That's okay. You told me you were taking a pass on that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, who uh, you work with. Mm -hmm. Just let me know that they work with you, so now I know who it is. Oh, good. I'd forgotten to mention that to you. Yes. Yeah, they texted me the other day and told me where their new desk was and all that stuff. And I said, yeah, I'll be moving over there. I was like, this could be so weird. Um, So, Don, we'll do a random, a dirty question. Okay. This dirty question is, have you ever masturbated in a public bathroom? Yes. And yes. (laughs) On how? And I have to be, oh. It's been a while. it's, It's been a little while. So, yeah, I have to. Be careful because I'm a little loud. Have you ever <laughs> masturbated while driving a truck down the road? A truck? Well, a van. A van. Yes. No, not a van. I have touched myself while driving the car. I have to be really careful. Can't get to orgasm. Things can go nuts. <laughs> I should have taken that advice. Uh, yeah, so what'd you do with the said van? I jerked off while I was driving the van. Did you wreck the van? No. No? Kept control? <clears throat> I didn't say that. I just avoid wrecking <laughs> What had you so pumped up that you masturbated while driving It was a probably van? because I'd stopped by the titty bar on my way oh, from one her. delivery to the next. Is that where you met her? Yes, that is where I met ah, her. Ah, the only one that I haven't met that you dated. Yeah? No, it's not. Since high school. Since high school. Yes, okay. thank you. Um, ha- what's the weirdest... Now, this one's kind of deep. What's the weirdest thing you've ever thought about while touching yourself? Oh, I don't want to admit to that. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you've ever okay, thought about so that, that you'll admit to? That admit to? to? Aliens and tentacles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And demons and werewolves. and I've, yeah. been, I've been listening to a lot of vampire and werewolf erotica recently. I think so far you are not surprising <laughs> our audience no, whatsoever. No, no. <laughs> I've thought... I don't know that I've really had any weird thoughts... Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I'll, I'll try on. I have tried on just about everything in my little head. Same here. Um, and and weird is a re- you know, relative term, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought, well, what's it like? What would it be like to be with a trans person? What would it be like to be with a hermaphrodite? What would it be like Ooh. to be with, a, <laughs> you know, the yeah. different, just the, uh, really, just the different... Um, people that I haven't been with. Right. Right? 
Maybe not, a not individuals, but you know the a, yeah the different body shapes and forms. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, midget, right? What right. would it be like to be with a midget? Um, I don't think you can say midget anymore. Oh no, is that a, is that a, small is that a slur? Or a little person no. or something? Uh, I apologize I so. to our small small audience. listeners. I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you know, you've, I've run through the variety of things, and I don't really think of anything that's weird. To be honest, it's just you know, let's try this on. Eh, nope, doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, see, and I try on actions. So I try on, um, like, bondage and rape fantasies Mm -hmm. and things like that. So Mm -hmm. I try on a lot of that stuff. Or a lot of stuff that um, I watch other people do. Right. right? So I'll try on a lot of fantasies and movies like that in my head. So, but... Well, hopefully you've got a good answer for this one, because I don't think I've used uh, anything particularly interesting at all. Don, what is the strangest prop you've ever used to get yourself off? Ooh, the strangest prop, strangest prop. Yes. I know you've used bottles. I have used bottles, hairbrushes. My foot. Your foot, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Strangest, no, I don't know. Nipple clamps on pussy lips, but that's not strange. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of a relative term there, I suppose. Ooh. So I don't. Are you squirming? I, sorry, I'm <laughs> touching. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm not sure. Um, what odd things do I have? I mean, I've done the whole teenage pillow thing and bottles and alien tentacle dildos. Yeah. And yeah, that's about it. We're so man. Someone send me a list of things I can use that won't harm me. I've seen somebody fuck somebody with a bottle brush or like a steel uh-huh. yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, just the steel. I don't want that inside my fleshy bits. What about an umbrella? An umbrella? I have yeah. not tried an umbrella. What about a gun? Open or closed? <laughs> closed to start with. <laughs> yeah. Closed to start with. A, a and then gun? No. Gun know, play that's on your is list actually on thing, my huh? limit list. Um, okay. There you go. Yeah. I just... Ooh! How about an amputee limb? What? <laughs> well, either way. So I saw on the on Reddit a... Oh, you were telling me about this. Go yeah, ahead. Somebody who said that they have... Um, they were an amputee. They had one arm that they had lost, and they said they had 18... Or partial arm, yeah, maybe? Yeah, like okay. from the wrist down. Like the wrist was where oh, they got, got chopped it. off. So okay. they said... You know, hey, ladies, I've got an 18-inch stump for your pleasure or something like that. Wow. Which would be not as weird as if you used the other end of the amputation, the part that got chopped off. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that'd be kind of, (laughs) that'd be a little messed up there. But no, actually, I want some ideas. That would make good photo opportunities. Well, there you go, Who's got opportunities? Who's got ideas of what I can use to... Because remember the um, the pictures that you and I both downloaded from IRC many, many years ago? Mm-hmm. And it was in both of our, our porn portfolios yes. when we started comparing pictures. Yeah. And one was like of the hammer handle uh-huh. and the bedpost knob mm-hmm. and all of these. They had put condoms over all yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fucking each other with it, the screwdrivers. And so... But that was just hot. That wasn't particularly weird. True. <laughs> well, it depends who you ask, right? Exactly. Bed knob post? <laughs> what about that uh, dildo that I strapped to my leg? Oh, that was fun. But was it weird? 
I guess a well, little I don't think it was weird. weird. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, I need ideas. Apparently, like, podcast listeners were really, asking you to challenge us. I, I really need ideas because I'm sitting here looking at your mala beads, those huge ass mala hey. beads that are hanging from your the pole over there by the flag. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> Jane. Um, oh, we use chain. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I Got just punched now. you yes. while I'm like, oh, chain. But remember, because I had to polish it, I had to sand it and polish it and lube it, and then we had this what six foot heavy ass chain mm-hmm. that I got from Home Depot, and you shoved it all inside of me and then ripped it out like a lawnmower cord. That was awesome. <laughs> but that, that may on, well be that may well be thing. the weirdest thing. Though the people that were on the table next to us would have beat that. Because he was wearing a traffic cone on his head. And they picked and him ran up. And ran and yes. picked him up yes. and, and shoved it into our snatch. Yeah, it's really funny <laughs> what we what I find to be, you know what, that's over the top. That's, that's just over the silly. Top. <laughs> traffic cone. <laughs> um, so, Don, recently uh, you and I taught a 15-minute version of our Talking Naughty class here at the Columbus Space. And I took our uh, – the, reason, the, the way that I got our 15-minute version is I took – our normal 75-minute version of the class, and I just pared it down to some, mm-hmm. some highlights. I actually just recently posted the talking the 75-minute version of our Talking Naughty class on our Patreon site. Oh, did you? Yeah, nice. so that people, it may be of interest for two reasons. One is to see the format you and I use when we go present. Oh, so it's the actual written. Yeah, the, in, in the format. Notes. Yeah. Right. Nice. So it's either because you'll find it interesting, the format that we use, or the actual class, and you're interested in how to start talking naughty. And that you can see how, nice. how we are well, next to do that. Reading that, they're not going to get a lot of our stories. True. But they'll get some of our notes on Absolutely. how to do that. So, and, um, yeah, please don't steal it. And you <laughs> can also find a – and if you're thinking about steal it, stealing it, then roll, scroll a little bit further, and you'll see a picture of Don flipping you the bird. <laughs> I love that picture. You do love that picture. <laughs> so, Don, uh, a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about uh, various apps that mm-hmm. you can use in Naughty Play with your partner. Uh, we had a listener write in, and uh, apparently they were on their way to pick up their son from their grandparents um, and listening to our podcast. I hope they finished before they got there. <laughs> and we were, ta- they were, ta- we were talking about a couple apps, and they said that they have tried one called Desire, and it's basically a, a truth or dare sort of game for you and a partner. Uh, claims to be very naughty, but they said that it was uh, pretty tame. So even at the highest level. So I wouldn't mind taking a look at it and see see just how tame it is. But, you know, if think about it. Most people are not in our community. So, you know, in our kink community. So things like you know, touching yourself while driving down the road right. is, is considered, oh, my God, you know, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, I forget I'm touching myself because, well, I was just sitting here touching myself. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently those questions are working. <laughs> no, it's not. And that makes total sense to me. So, um, for example, we have on, uh, I believe it's July 21st, we have our next spanking party here at the space. Something like that, mid-July. And some of our hardcore kinksters think that those parties are pretty tame. Mm-hmm. And compared to, oh, flesh hooks, they are pretty tame. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make them good or bad. It, they're appropriate for the people that show up for that party. It's right. the party for people that just want to focus on spanking. Mm-hmm. So really tame isn't really a good, it's not really a judgment. 
right. one way or the other. It's just a recognition that some things are like this, some things are like that. So I'm sure that the Desire app for people that are completely vanilla and have never tried anything except for missionary style, yeah, maybe there's some good stuff in there for them. Could be. Like I said, I think I'm going to go take a look at it and check it out. Because for me and you, we're kind of jaded, so it probably is tame. But then again, we might get some ideas out of it. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, really quickly, we have one new subscriber to the newsletter. How international have we gone this time, Dawn? Um, we are from Canada. So Tiff from Ontario, Canada. We might be in Ontario, Canada next weekend. We may on well the bikes, be. depending on the weather. Uh, as it happens, you and I are soon to be traveling to Detroit, Michigan on May 26th. For the Club Ascension, uh, I think Two that is a party and picnic. after my birthday. Of May 24th. <laughs> and while we are there, we might just keep going further north on those motorcycles and finding our way into the Canadia and finding out that we have no GPS there and seeing if we can come home. Oh, I need to buy a map. I better write that down now. <laughs> so isn't that the old-fashioned way of doing things? Don, did you know the old-fashioned way of doing things podcast is <gasps> higher rated than Erotic Awakening? No, no, no. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. We had recently had someone write in saying, what the hell is tentacle links or food on boobs? Oh, yeah. And I wrote them back and I explained, and they promptly responded by sending us an octopus on a butt. Nice. So, I like my tentacles. You do indeed. So, there you go. There's the show, except (laughs) for our actual topic. At PXS, I mentioned something about tentacles during the open ceremony or the closing ceremony or something. You can tell who knows me or who's listened to the podcast. Mm -hmm. The people that laughed thought it was funny, whereas the other people who'd never heard of it or me or whatever had no clue what the inside joke was. Yeah, it was really neat. We had a couple people that had found PXS, like Mike and Tammy, via the podcast. And you could tell, you know, the people uh-huh. that were hip to it. And the other people were like, the fuck is a tentacle? Well, is that um, Master's pet name or something? I no, that would be nice. Master <laughs> Tentacle. <laughs> um, Caspian was there from yes. Canada as mm-hmm. well at PXS. Isn't he the one that gave me the, the um, there, it's like a penguin mug and it was full of tentacles like a couple of yes. PXSs ago. That's very that true. That is still in my office. So if he nice. is listening or whatever, you know, I still have that mug in my, in my office up on my bookshelf. So very cool. Full of tentacles. The little finger tentacles, by the way, not real. Not actual calamari. <laughs> Great. So not too long ago, I spoke with Pollyanna and Primal Slash. And when they started their relationship, it was the uh, dominant Primal Slash and his submissive Pollyanna. And time went by, and they figured out that that really wasn't working for him. And it became uh, mistress or master Pollyanna and her submissive Primal Slash. And uh, we had a great time talking about that journey and how that happened. And they're going to have a great time telling it to you. So fortunately, here on the Erotic Awakening podcast, uh, I happened to, after doing 450 episodes with Slave Dawn, know a lot about a lot about stuff but one of the things i don't know anything about is people that start relationships on one side of the slash and then flip to the other side of the slash but fortunately for me we have pollyanna and primal slash on the podcast tonight and they're going to help me understand that so guys first off welcome to the podcast thank you for having us 
So if I understand correctly, Primal Slash, you started the relationship that you have with Pollyanna and you were the, the typical male dominant master type and Pollyanna was your sweet submissive. <laughs> and something changed in that. Is Do I have that right? I've been master for about uh, in different relationships for about 15 years. So I've always been master. And um, yes, and then it changed. It changed because... I noticed some things about our relationship and I noticed that I could sense some frustration. And, um, and so I decided to give her a word that she could say, she could say mercy switch and she could reverse our dynamic for 24 hours. And now when you say you've spent some frustration, was that on her part or your part? No, I was happy. There was some passive aggressiveness on my part. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Okay. Like, give me a cup of coffee, Slay, please. Oh, master, I just sat down. <laughs> I was a really good slave at first. <laughs> Let's put that out there. Okay. So what happened? Uh, what, what, why do you think? So tell me about the, 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 what is it? The mercy switch? Is that what you said? And you switch for 24 hours? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, actually. All mercy right. is our. No. Is our, is yeah. Our, but before then. Okay. So primal slash is a switch. He, he, he switched. And at, at the beginning, I never thought that I could top anybody, but he's like, well, you're going to learn to do this. So we were going to, I was going to, to top him, be a service top, be a service top, which I resisted, of course, because that's just how I am. But so as we did, we did the service top thing, and I got to liken it a lot, and that was satisfying for a while. I really liked being, I liked the control part of it, and I guess I don't know, just the um, being a slave all the time was just kind of getting old for me. <laughs> so, but I had committed to it and I don't, I'm not a quitter. So I stuck with it. Uh, I'm kind of glad that Dawn's not joined us tonight because she might <laughs> not know that there's an option here for her. <laughs> so did you guys switch full time at this point? Is it, is it, is the, are you still switching or is it still is it done now? No, we were we were occasionally maybe service topping. Service topping was happening maybe maybe once every two weeks or so because I was I was kind of I was very resistant at first. At first, I didn't even want to try because I year. thought, yeah, for the first year or so, I'm like, there's no way I could do that. I'm a submissive. Damn it! <laughs> and <laughs> a slave. That, right, I'm a but he insisted because he was the master. So I kind of had to do it. And I found out that I liked that part of it, but I still didn't want to, I still didn't want to be in control completely all the time. Until one day, I guess I wrote in my journal that I had been having worry issues and my worry issues were, was that I've been several through several relationships and my kink is not everybody else's kink. And and as a, at some point, and I've always been kinky. I mean, throughout my entire, from the time I was seven years old on, I've been kinky. So um, being in relationship with people is 
okay, I would kind of mold my kink around whatever they would accept, right? But uh, my boundaries are pretty big. And um, I, I, I'm really interested in a lot of things. I'm willing to explore. And I'm, a, I'm very much an experimentalist. So I like to try a lot of things. So, but my fear was that, that uh, Pollyanna would not um, accept me. Is that at some point she would do like other women before and say, this is just too weird. Or I'm not going to do that. That's I'm just not. You're going to have to go find somebody else. I do not want to, whether it's service topping or whatever it might be. And um, and it was that was I mean, because we're we were engaged at this point. Yeah. Well, well, that's another story. That's a whole other story. Yeah, we were we were engaged, but (laughs) I I obviously did not do the engagement exactly right. Proposal. He doesn't know how to propose. I was master. I just said, guess what? We're getting married, <laughs> which is not the correct way. I didn't say it exactly like that. I don't think that Pollyanna would have responded. Why? Thank you, sir. <laughs> I kind of get the impression that might not be the vibe that I'm getting there, but go continue the story. Then. <laughs> it was a little, I just a little bit more romantic than balancing the checkbook. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, men are just stupid to begin with. Most men. When it comes to like, he he proposed the first time he proposed. I was not wearing makeup, my nails were not done, and he asked me to marry him. Who does that? I don't. I, I don't see a problem there. I don't understand the you're issue. You're a man. You're a man. You're, <laughs> I, the men in my life would say, "Well, he must really love you if he asked you to marry you without makeup." <laughs> but the women understand. Believe me. But, but it, anyway. was at, it was at a nice restaurant. You know, I did go to a nice restaurant. But you know. Not McDonald's, but Arby's. Is that what you're saying? No, it wasn't a McDonald's. <laughs> okay. So let's roll, roll back. Let's get back online now. Yeah. Now, at some point, you guys – so Primal Slash, you were in the middle of telling me something before we got the engagement track. Yeah, yeah. so we were so we were engaged at this point under some certain terms. We, we agreed we were going to get married. But we weren't but, – but she would never set a date. No, I actually said no, that I wasn't going to marry him because I, I was in, I was married for 27 years. It was a very, very bad marriage, Um, emotional abuse, physical abuse. And so I, I had sworn that I was never going to get married again. So, but, but, but at some point in the, the year that we were together, she said, well, we will get married when you ask me right. (laughs) <laughs> right. so, that was the deal. so so here's this so i'm in this situation where we're in a relationship we, we 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 are in love and but i can sense frustration and i can sense either we're gonna make it or the relationship's not gonna work out and and i was afraid that i was gonna lose her and um and so i i wrote something like that in my journal and um i was just being honest that i was worried Mm-hmm. And then, well, it pissed me off. It did. It it did. Yes, it did. I was I was pissed off. I don't know if you can say that, but why were you pissed off at me? Because, all right. So, at that point, after I read that, I decided to use that little because that whole mercy switched to me. I'm like, well, that's just stupid. I don't know why you want to do that. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm calling mercy switch. So. I called Mercy Switch and I texted him that I was calling Mercy Switch. And then I started 
telling him what I like. I started listing what I wanted him to do. So I was now at, at that point, I was, I was the master or the mistress. I was in charge and he had to do whatever I told him to do. So he, uh, and we write about that on our draw on our, on our page, but it, it went into a, it was a, it was, it was, it was an interesting day because suddenly I controlled everything that she did all day. I mean, I everything, everything. She couldn't have coffee. She couldn't have, she had to ask for permission for coffee. And suddenly I had to ask for permission for coffee. And then I control what she ate. Certain things were off limits. And then suddenly certain things were off limits for me, like oysters, which I love. But anyway, but the whole thing became um, a day of me finding out that it was hard being a slave. And I really grew a lot of respect for her. And, uh, and, and then we came home. I came home and greeted her the way that she wanted. She told me to greet her. Well, I laid out that I, he needed to cook me a dinner, a certain dinner. Steak. And, yeah, and he forgot something. But. Oh, I did. So he needs to be punished for that. But, so I was strapped down, and then she started She start, put on the spanking bench, and then she started asking me questions. And asking me, was, I, was she like all these other women? Did mm-hmm. Well, no, first I asked, did he think I was stupid? Right. Because... Was I was in a really bad marriage. Would I, did he think I was stupid enough to stay with somebody just because I don't know why he thought I was, would just stay with him because what was it? Because mm-hmm. I wanted to make you happy. But I'm not going to, if I'm not going to stay in a relationship that I'm not happy too. I mean, both mm-hmm. be happy. Yeah. So it was pretty, it was an emotional, it was a very it was, emotional, it was very emotional because yes. I had to admit that I, she was not like anybody else and she did enjoy using a dragon sail on me and it was different. And I, and, and she got very emotional with me mm-hmm. to let me know that she cared and that she accepted me. And so wow. that day ended oh. and, uh, ended with us switching back but then the next weekend was it the next weekend yeah i kind of yeah it was the next weekend she <laughs> well he i told him he had to write about it and he had to post it and so it's on our so our, on my page so then we ha- i have i mean i have a, we have a variety of friends all and one of my our good friends is a mistress and she's like, I knew you had it in you. <laughs> she, she's like, I was just waiting for this to happen. <laughs> so they invited us. She, she's like, you know, you should come to this event. And it's, you know, it's female tops, male, male, male submissives. And um, mm-hmm. well, okay. nude male yeah, you knew me well. I'm like, well, how do you turn that down? <laughs> sure. I mean, you know, so we decided to go and um, huh. it was just, it was, I, I don't know about male. Like I, I know primal slash and what kind of master he is. And, and, but my, my idea of a mistress and, and I'm very new to this, this whole, the, the scene. So my idea of a mistress was, you know, some German chick with, like, you know, stern, 
austere type person who never smiles. Right, right. And that's not me. I'm always laughing and joking. And when I went to this event, these the all the, the women um, mistresses, masters, whatever you want to call them, were a lot like me. They laughed and joked and we had a grand time. And I, I thought, well, you know, we want a paddle. I like this. <laughs> this is kind of fun. So it, it was more of a stereotype that I had in my mind that, well, first of all, for me, I'm thinking I'm a female. I'm supposed to be submissive. I'm, you know, people will like me better if I'm submissive. People will, will accept me because that's what I'm supposed to be. And I, th- you know, when I look at all my relationships, that's, I think that's why a good reason why they ended was because I'm not submissive. <laughs> so I can pretend to be submissive for a while. Mm-hmm. In reality, I'm not. So when she, but I'm a sweetheart. Just let's get that out there. But when she during that weekend, that weekend that she switched, we we switched back into her being in control. She was ecstatic. She was happy, and I could see she was happy. And and it it was apparent that this is her natural state, and um, and I couldn't see her going back. And that's what she said. She said. I don't want to go back. I want to stay. I want to stay in control. I want to be. Well, I sort of asked him, I'm like, well, do you think you could? I sort of, I I said, do you think you could be my slave for the rest of your life? And I thought that's a pretty good proposal. I went, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so, you know, the proposal is suddenly on the other foot. (laughs) Now she's in control. She has to ask. And she asked, and I said, yeah. yeah. And then. And then that's when I decided that I would marry him. <laughs> when I would get my way all the time. So. Now, so let me ask you, Primal Slash, how much, how long did it take you to not have that instant response of, why are you telling me to do stuff? Or was it, did it just feel very, did it, was it just natural and it just, or was there a lot of internal debate that you had to run yourself through that? Oh yeah, I've made this new choice. I know I have, I have put her through the ringer for a year and a half. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I've, I've taught slaves. I've trained a lot of slaves. So I know what it takes to teach somebody. And I knew what would be expected of me if I'm taking on that role. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't even, that was not a question. It, it was certainly hard. Yes, because I had to learn how to do things. Guess what? Do you know that trash cans do not just empty themselves automatically? <laughs> My God, they'll just end the dishwasher. You have to actually take those dishes out and put them away. He, he needed a lot of training. <laughs> a lot of correction. <laughs> so, no, there was a lot of learning that had to take place. And, um, and I... I have, and, and, I, and it's been good for me. It's been good for getting my ego out of, out of place saying, okay, you know, I'm, I could, t- I could let go of my ego a little bit. It wouldn't hurt me at all to do this. And I think it's been good for both of us. So let me ask you, Pollyanna, where, when we think about, when we hear people talk about 
being a master or mistress in a, in a relationship, we think, oh, it's going to be so great because they get to do, they have to do all the works and I'll just lay on the couch and they'll feed me grapes and they'll make dinner. Have you been, have you found any bits that you were surprised that there is actually some work that you have to do that you weren't expecting? Well, I guess making, making decisions, you know, it's, it's harder than I thought it was going to be that part of it. And Mm -hmm. for me, I mean, I'm not, I don't like sitting by and watching him do everything. I'm not that type of person. Although, you know, when I'm the next morning, you know, after a night out and you want your coffee in bed, it's kind of nice. But I think that the hardest thing for me sometimes is ordering him around. And, and it's funny because when we, when we first switched, I said, I'm not going to order because I didn't want to sound like a, I didn't want to, I don't know what the, I don't know what I can say here. Huh? I can say. Yeah, you said bitch. Okay. <laughs> no, we don't like fucking cursing on this goddamn okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't want to sound like a bitch. So I uh-huh. said, here's the deal. I'm going to ask you to do things. And, and the correct answer is always going to be yes. So I think I said, but unless you don't want to do something and then you say, if that's what you want me to do, mistress, and then I'll know that he doesn't want to do it. But now, yeah, but now I've, I've gotten used to ordering him around, but I don't, I don't know. I I think we're, I don't know. It just seems like a normal relationship to me. Honestly, I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, besides the floggings and the, and the rope were kind of vanilla <laughs> besides that I'm in charge of everything. I don't know. We're not that we're not different. You would look at us and think that we're just an old married couple. I open her door. You know, I put on her coat. I treat her with respect. He has rules. Right. Yeah. Um, I have a, a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at it, it looks like I'm just a gentleman, an absolute gentleman. Right. Well, that's another thing for, for me. Um, I like men and I like men who act like men. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want, when I'm thinking, I didn't want, I don't want a submissive. I don't want a submissive man. I want a man who obeys, obeys me. Well, who, who wants to please me, who, who adores me and wants to please me. Mm-hmm. But it's, but it's still a man. I'm sorry? But it's still a manly man. Exactly. Exactly. Right. right. I'm her protector. Right. So it's more like a, I'm think, I think of him as, a, as my knight in shining armor, that he's, he serves me because he loves me. So that's, okay. that's the relationship we have. Good deal. So one more question for you, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Of course not. <laughs> Did you, so prior to making this switch, were you involved in any of the public lifestyle stuff like munches or events or anything like that? Very involved. That's how we met. So how did people respond when one day Primal Slash comes in with a collar on and yours? (laughs) We totally confused everybody. (laughs) I don't think they knew what to do, honestly. (laughs) And then I finally just said, you know what? Just be yourself. It's not your... You don't have to adapt to our relationship, you know, that, and I, I told people that you need to, and you did as well. Mm-hmm. Right? But they can see we're happy. Right. I, I don't want people to, to, 
jump through hoops because they can't figure out what what our protocol is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it confused a lot of people. It, it confused them. They didn't know what to do. And I just, I just said, you know they what? Hug? I mean, we yeah. got a lot of close friends in the relationship, yeah. in, the, in the community. And mm-hmm. very, very active in the community. So, um, but everybody accepted it really quickly. Oh, yeah, I think I inspired some people too. Yeah, you did. We met some subs. And we, we did, we took, uh, I, I took her to a pool party and I put had her on a, a leash. And, and, and the, the deal was that whoever held her leash was her owner and, and she had to obey them as long as they held her leash. So I would give it to a submissive, a pure submissive. Guess what? Those submissives began to just find out they really enjoyed being in control of her. They really got it. I mean, we've got several really deep submissive friends that said, whoa, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could do this more. Right. <laughs> Very cool. So is there any resources out there if people are listening to this and saying, man, I'm, I'm ready to make that switch. Is there a guidebook or is there resources or you just go for it? Oh, if there's some resources, you better let me know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just went, I, it just feels natural for us. I think it was just, it's, it was time. I don't know if it was timing, but right now this is what feels natural, and this is what makes both of us happy. Right. And in the future, who knows what you know? Who knows? Maybe we'll switch back and throw everybody for a loop again. But right now, this is what's making both of us happy. And I'm, I would say that that if somebody is thinking of doing this, is is the master sets up the rules. The one whoever is the rule maker sets it up, and. Mm-hmm. And, and provides the submissive with the opening of the door, but doesn't make them go through it. Just simply says, here's the door. If you want to do this, if you want to experience that side of the slash, I will be a willing, complicit partner for you. And I will do, I will be your perfect um, right side. I will be the perfect slave and commit to being that for them. So they get the full experience of what it's like to switch, what it's like to beget that experience. And uh, for us, it was the word mercy switch, you know, which is not a word that anybody would use. It's, it's an intentional thing. Right. So I would suggest that, but it does come down to the, I mean, the master has to make the decision to allow okay. it to occur. Well, I, I think that um, mercy switch is probably something hopefully, or, or perhaps other people are going to use now. Uh, I think another term you might've used would have been turnaround is fair play. Because <laughs> I am sure that there are some. Oh, I would guess, though, primal slash. There may be an order or two that you would wish you'd never thought about because now they're coming back to haunt you. Uh, you know what? He's a really good slave. I think he he likes. <laughs> I think he really likes all those commands. Yeah, fantastic! I'll, I'll, I'll send you some other ones, maybe. <laughs> happy, I really do. I enjoy making her happy. When I do things that she tells me to do, I see this big, bright smile on her face, and you can't, you can't buy that. There's nothing in the yeah. world you can do to buy that. And um, and so seeing her as a slave, being kind of moody and not real happy all the time, <laughs> to being suddenly a goddess who is just absolutely beaming. Oh man, I'll be a slave forever. I mean, I really, I'm happy, happy as a lark. 
Fantastic. Guys, it's been a pleasure to talk to you tonight. Pollyanna, Primal Switch, or Primal Slash, probably. Uh, <laughs> been great to talk to you guys, and thanks for uh, teaching me about something that I'm not that familiar with. I have uh, one friend, one friend couple that did that uh, successfully in years gone by, and it's not something you hear a lot of, and I'm, and I'm glad to have a chance to talk to you guys about it tonight. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Take a minute to support the podcast. Toss us a dollar by heading over to eroticawakening.com and click on the support us on Patreon button. Our end music is provided by Pocket Universe and the song is Whim. The official EA twatter is Andy. The person we've seen most recently is Mike and Tammy from PXS. The person who has most recently sent us tentacles is Daryl. The provider of graphic novels is Johnny Jackhammer and the Good Witch of the North of the Sequential Sex Podcast. And the official food that goes on boobs is a banana at PXS on boobs. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. <laughs>